So one fun fact I read today when preparing for this podcast is that vegetarian animals are not B12 deficient is because they eat their own food. <laughs> we do not recommend you eating your own food. Fortunately, there are other ways to get B12 into your system. Howdy. We're back. We're back. And we're not, we should not be putting somebody else. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're back. I heard and we're ready to move on to part two of episode number 25. Quarter century. Quarter century, good job. Ah, Got it right this see, time. I know that. Or silver anniversary, or whatever you want to call it. So we're talking today about um, supplements, vitamins uh, that you can get through plant-based food, but also sometimes if your body needs a little boost, you're meaning you and your kids, you can get them through um, human-made supplements as well. So uh, we, in the first... Where did we stop? We stopped yeah, at we vitamin... Did, um, Vitamin A and D, we did zinc, zinc and we did, <laughs> what did we do? What was the third one? I don't know. Iron. See, so, even I forgot iron. Okay, so we, we, did, iron. we did zinc, zinc, vitamin A and D, D and iron, and iron mm -hmm. which I almost forgot because we forget that iron is so important yeah, to the yeah, immune yeah. system. So, yeah. reminder to you and me as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. now we'll move on. Do you want to talk about the next important vitamin incidentally yes, you know what where, you know what where, where the word vitamin comes no i said that oh, on okay purpose. okay oh, please enlighten us <laughs> it's okay no tell uh, us tell us vita means life and then min really came from mineral they thought that you know all these minerals would be in the vitamins and then of course turned out to be you know other chemicals also there like oh. the next one that you'll be talking about see factoid of the day mm -hmm. fun fact even um so our next vitamin mm -hmm is probably what most people think of when you think of boosting your immune system, vitamin C. The sun, no, not the sun. <laughs> I'm tired. Vitamin C, uh, the anti-scurvy vitamin, the vitamin that boosts your immune system directly through um, helping your cellular immunity, which you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It produces, along with vitamin E, actually, vitamin E is... Another one of those fat-soluble vitamins. Mm -hmm. And I think, actually, side note, which I like to do, when you talk about these fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, D, E, and K, okay. if you're giving it as a supplement, it's important that that vitamin is given with something that contains oil or fat. Mm. Um, otherwise, it doesn't get absorbed well. So um, we prefer, of course, a plant-based fat, like uh, if you give it with some nuts or some avocado or um, something that has olive oil in it, something preferably to animal-based right, fats, right. of course. So anyway, side note over. Vitamin C and E are antioxidants. So they produce uh, chemicals that basically attack um, viruses and bacteria and also attack uh, cancer-causing cells, amongst other things. But yeah. in, for the purpose of this um, podcast, we're talking about uh, attacking viruses and bacteria because we're building up the immune system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, I think a lot of people recognize vitamin C. You think about oranges, you think about um, berries, uh, particularly strawberries have a lot of vitamin C, really any citrus fruits. Um, vitamin E is found in nuts and Anywhere you find, uh, yeah, anywhere you find uh, the, the citrus, citric acid kind of. In, for vitamin C. And then for vitamin E, <laughs> primarily nuts and seeds yeah, in yeah. terms of plant-based. Mm -hmm. And then some uh, plant-based oils yeah, like they have. olive oil and um, avocado oil, almond oil, mm 
mustard oil, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and please remember, again, just want to reiterate, you you cannot have too much vitamin C, which is good. Mm. Your body just... Unlike uh, the oil-soluble ones? The fat-soluble, A, D, E, and K. You can have too much. So it's a, you can have as much vitamin C as you want, but vitamin E needs to be monitored. Um, in fact, I never recommend vitamin E supplement on its own for children unless they have a particular medical condition. So please don't go out and seek vitamin E supplements for your kids or for yourself. What, about, uh, what about if, it's the, if they've added in the multivitamin? That's okay. Sorry. Okay. I mean like similar to iron. Don't a give plain them vitamin E supplement. by itself, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and even for adults, I think vitamin right, E. Right. Even for adults, you have to be careful. Certain medical conditions, yes, but you really do have to be careful. For vitamin C, uh, honestly, you can. It's unusual to need a vitamin C supplement. To be perfectly honest, you can really get it from foods if you're having yeah. a good plant-based diet with fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, and then vitamin E, we mentioned the sources. Uh, recommended daily value. Vitamin E, really, there isn't one, to be honest, just a small amount you'll get either from your diet or from a multivitamin. And vitamin C, you just go nuts. You can have as much yeah. as you want. One plus of uh, being in India or I'm sure other South Asian countries is we have something called amla, uh, which is a fruit that is super, super concentrated in vitamin C. And it's kind of sweet and sour. So I think kids like that. You can get amla candy. You can get in Chavamprash, which is our favorite immune-boosting substance. Um, side note, some Chavamprash contains ghee. Uh, we have differing views on this. I would prefer to avoid that. Ajoy is okay with it because yeah. it's more for like medicinal purposes. So um, either way, Chavamprash has vitamin C. Chavamprash, uh, sorry, the, the amla, uh, what she's mentioning, is called uh, Indian gooseberry. Yes. Sorry. And... Um, if you get an opportunity to try a fresh one, you should bite into a fresh one and then immediately drink water. I won't tell you. It's a really what, interesting. Uh, I won't tell experience. you what happens, but try it. Your head will explode. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. As kids, we 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 loved doing that because. Yeah, and I think now and now you can find now and sorry, now a days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Word I was looking for. You can find um, amla powder. Yeah, in many find, Western yeah, countries, you can find lyophilized. You can free. You can find frozen amla. You can find it in um, uh, muraba, which is like a, a sugar syrup. Mm -hmm. You amla. like to have your dosa with that. I, I love my dosa with it. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. The, yes, there is some amount of sugar in it, but if you have have a little bit of it, it's it's not a problem at all. It doesn't have any oil, so um, a small amount of sugar with the dosa is not a bad idea. Okay, moving on. Moving on to another vitamin, mm -hmm. vitamin B12, mm -hmm. which again, I think is another vitamin that people don't think much of with immunity. Think more of, um, I guess, brain function yeah, and yeah. Uh, hair, skin and nails, that sort of thing, which it Nerves. is, of course, excellent mm -hmm. for, but kind of secondarily is good for the immune system too, because if you are alert and your nervous system is working properly, then by nature, your immune system will also be working properly too. So um, B12 is found, um, unfortunately, for plant-based people, primarily in uh, animal-based foods because it is found only in the soil, in uh, bacteria that live in the soil, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, in its natural state. So one fun fact that I read today when preparing for this podcast is that the reason that vegetarian animals are not B12 deficient is because they eat their own poop. <laughs> we do not recommend you eating your own poop. Um, 
unfortunately, there are other ways to get B12 into your system. Yeah, the, you know, there's a there's a reason behind why um, why these guys get you know eat their own poop because uh, somehow they they know quote unquote know that the bacteria that have produced the B12 are, are just excreting excreting all that B12 out. So you need to, you know, bring it back into the system. So that's right. why they so, do that. Right, so yeah, their body just yeah. tells them to do that. Uh, and, you know, for people who, who uh, doubt the fact that, you know, now why do we, you know, they think, oh, why are we we're trying to be plant-based or vegan and stuff like that? What happens to the caveman and all? Just a little anecdote I want to tell you is that um, during those times, our water was not filtered. Insects or anything that fell into it, we would probably just drink it up and not worry about it. And all their poop or all whatever the bacteria that came out the of it. Bacterial remains. Um, gave us the B12 those days. Now we have water coming out of a tap and, you know, deionized filtered water, RO water and stuff like that. So we don't get that stuff. Um, there are only two things that make B12. Again and again, I've said this, a type of seaweed and, and a type of bacteria. That's it. Now nobody else can make B12. Yeah, so that's why we do recommend for people that are veg mostly plant-based, even if you have a little bit of meat or a little bit of dairy, mm -hmm. you should be taking a B12 supplement. Mm -hmm. Um, for kids, uh, especially, I think a lot of us remember multivitamins and vitamin D, but what about B12? So um, fortunately, there's more and more supplements there, but just you don't actually need a lot of B12. Um, if your kid truly is deficient, meaning they've found it on blood work, your doctor mm -hmm. has found it on blood work, then you may need as much as 250 micrograms a day, which is essentially more than the adult dose. Um, there's no harm in taking too much B12. It's like vitamin B. Sorry, right. not vitamin D. Like vitamin C. <laughs> you cannot overdose on B12. That being said, it, it will hurt your wallet, I guess, yeah. if you give yeah. too much. So most kids probably just need a couple micrograms of B12 a day um, if you're getting it in your yeah. diet. Yeah. Um, but if you're getting your kid's blood work checked, uh, especially if they're more plant-based, I would check a B12 and a D amongst whatever else yeah. you need. Um, so... Ajoy mentioned about the sources of B12, the natural sources of B12. There are some fortified foods that have B12 in them, like nutritional yeast or cereals, some grains. Those do contribute to your body's B12, but not as much. Uh, the active yeah. ingredient, I guess, is not as predominant as if getting it directly yeah. from the uh, bacterial yeah. source. Generally speaking, we always recommend that you don't get any of your vitamins from a supplement, Seven. like a pill. The Except only exceptions are D because of the, the uh, these days we see a lot more of vitamin D deficiency and B12. Uh, B12 because we live in an ultra clean environment and um, yeah. and especially if you become you know plant based or vegan, uh, you will need to supplement it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we all take our B12. Our yeah. kids take yeah. B12. So I have a question for you. Do you generally recommend that everybody take a multivitamin tablet or do you think that they can just take, you know, D and B12 and then uh, a vitamin C pill and vitamin K pill and so, and so on? Um, so I don't think there's harm in taking a multivitamin other than to your wallet um, slash the risk of keeping your multivitamins within reach of your kids and then they would have too many of them. But anyway. Mm -hmm. There's no harm in it. It's not necessarily needed. Um, I think, like you just mentioned, vitamin D and B12 are probably the only two that you really have to take. Um, if you want to boost your immunity for a couple of weeks and take a couple of multivitamins here and there, that's fine, but I don't think you need it every day. Or you can start 
looking at our our uh, suggested list, list of, of fruits and vegetables fruits and veggies and other and the one that's foods. coming up next yes mm -hmm. and get it naturally and also less expensively yeah yeah <laughs> yes okay so what's the next one so the next one is um our current favorite yeah what we've been using a lot during um during covid times and even before and but we've just been re reading more about it it's called elderberry so elderberry is as the name suggests a berry um it's a blackish purple very pretty colored berry um, and there's actual scientific evidence, which I'm sure Joya will give you examples of, that um, it, is, it has antiviral properties. You may have heard of something called Tamiflu, which is a medicine that we sometimes prescribe for influenza virus. Um, it is not like an antibiotic. It does not cure flu, but it shortens the duration of the flu. Um, it does have side effects like most medicines. But if you, uh, there were some studies comparing Tamiflu to elderberry syrup, and they actually found that they are comparable, if not in some cases, elderberry syrup was superior to shortening the duration of the influenza virus. So yeah, that's, this respiratory virus season and others, we, we often, rec if someone is diagnosed with influenza or if their kid has any other respiratory virus, we recommend um, elderberry syrup. There are certain um, brands that are more reputable than others. So always make sure you check your sources, talk to your doctor about what she or he may recommend. We also have some recommendations too. There's elderberry gummies. Again, remember to brush your kid's teeth after having the elderberry yes. gummies. There's elderberry capsules. Of course, elderberries themselves would be ideal, but not even sure where you can find elderberries, natural elderberries. So um, but yeah, it's really an interesting uh, phenomenon that this yeah. fruit has so many good I mean, properties. Majority of the, the uh, medicines that we take, uh, majority of them come from plants. I, I don't know how many people know this, but majority, the, the most potent things mm -hmm. that we take come from plants. A lot of them, the Amazon rainforest, right? Yeah, uh, or the Asian rainforest, which yes. is whatever is there left of it. Um, but I just want to mention one thing, even though we're talking about immunity, um, both amla, which you mentioned earlier, and um, elderberry, elderberry both of them have uh, very high amounts of antioxidants also in it. It's a topic for another day about what antioxidants do and, and why they can help, but I just wanted to mention that it's a good thing. That's all you need to know today. Yeah, the good thing about elderberry, a lot of patients ask us this, is like, what if it doesn't work? What if those studies are all crap, for lack of a better word? I mean, risk versus benefit, it's really just sugar syrup. It's very natural berry sugar syrup, syrup right? So in fact, in fact, whenever I'm giving it to my child, um, I always tell him, don't forget, it's just fruit juice. Mm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's but medicine. it's medicine. So you don't have to worry about side effects yeah. other than maybe cavities if you don't brush their teeth. That's yeah. all. So brush yeah. your teeth. Yeah. Um, next yeah. one we want to talk about is another sweet tasting mm -hmm. um, food item, ginger, which okay. con contains, uh, which, you know, is a root vegetable, root herb, root, whatever, it's a root, root um, which has a nice flavor, especially when it's dried and crystallized, I think. so. <laughs> crystallized with sugar. Right? Yeah, um, so that's a good way to get your kids to eat it. Um, and ginger is special because it contains something called gingerol, um, which is similar to capsaicin, which you may have heard of. That is the chemical in chili peppers, another one of my favorites, that um, also helps immunity yes, too. It, yeah. 
So basically, it's an anti-inflammatory. It helps reduce inflammation. And as we've kind of beaten to the ground, inflammation is really at the root of every uh, medical problem, including uh, bacterial and viral illnesses. That reminds me, we need to do another podcast on inflammaging. There's a new concept called inflammaging that I'm reading up on, and I'm finding it absolutely fascinating. Um, Why why aging occurs and what has inflammation to do with it. You heard it here first, folks. Coming soon. Coming soon. To a podcast near you. (laughs) But for now, we'll talk about inflammation Inflammation. and why. So, so yes, basically, if if your body is at a lower state of lower general state of inflammation, less less inflammation means you're less prone to illness. Um, And if you're less prone to illness, then uh, same thing occurs. Something same thing applies to your children as well. So the more ginger, the better. I wouldn't necessarily recommend super sugary ginger things. I did mention the crystallized ginger. That's okay because it's a small amount of ginger. But ginger ale, for example, probably not uh, because that's a tiny amount of ginger and more sugar than anything else. Probably like artificial ginger. Yeah. So, so yeah, more ginger is better. And did you have some ginger thing? Yeah, so there was was two two things that I want to mention about ginger. Uh, 2008, there was a study conducted in Japan and um, another small country company that uh, was concentrating on medicinal herbs. Um, I don't remember the name of the company, but um, what they discovered were um, two, two separate discoveries, but I just want to uh, mention them together. One is the fact that uh, the small company discovered that um, ginger can, can um, uh, turn on some of the um, genes responsible f- for chemokinesis and chemotaxi. And what is that for? So well, yeah, listeners? sorry. What, what that means is uh, ginger can actually help when the when these uh, white cells are coming out to attack and look for um, bacteria and viruses. The number is dictated by our genes, like how many white blood cells are going to be out out there. Ginger can actually turn on the gene to make to make more of these white cells. And uh, um, and uh, chemokines are ginger can actually turn on the genes for. Uh, certain chemicals like interferon you mentioned, um, antibodies, etc. So ginger can say, okay, you know what, we need more of this. So it will actually turn a gene gene on and which is actually one of the basis of some of the, the uh, treatments that we prescribe, right? I mean, we actually firmly believe in something called epig- epigenomics where you turn the genes on and off and ginger is one of those uh, elements that actually can turn some of these genes on and help you fight diseases a lot better. That's one. The second one was a 2008 study, I believe, in Japan, which found a direct correlation between chronic inflammation, sustained chronic inflammation, and ginger um, consumption. You mean a negative correlation? More ginger equals less yeah, chronic? Yeah. The more ginger you eat, the less chronic inflammation you will have, less, you know, that can lead to less joint pain, to less heart issues, less lung issues. All kinds of issues can go away. If you eat more ginger, now I'm not saying eat gobs of it, which is not possible anyway, which is a good thing, but there is a direct correlation between Mm -hmm. them. I found it amazing that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of spices, just Mm -hmm. another kind of broad category of spices. I mentioned the capsaicin, which which is found in chili peppers and red chili peppers, green chili peppers, any spicy deliciousness that you like. Um, Not only is it an anti-inflammatory, but it's also a a direct antiviral. It has direct antiviral right. effects. So, you know, 
when you're sick and you're craving a hot bowl of soup, maybe mm -hmm. add some spice in there and it might mm -hmm. help you get over your viral infection faster. Mm -hmm. uh, also under the spices category is cinnamon, which has antibacterial and antifungal properties too, which is really interesting. So um, cinnamon powder, of course, kids in general love cinnamon because it has like a sweet, mm -hmm. the nice part about cinnamon, it has a sweet flavor without imparting any sugar itself. So you can make a nice bowl of hot cereal or oatmeal, add some cinnamon and you can probably have to add less sugar, mm -hmm. but that the cinnamon itself will be good if your kiddo is not feeling well. You can put cinnamon in hot chocolate, preferably made with plant-based milk. You can put cinnamon in various things and uh, add it on plant-based yogurt. Easy to get cinnamon to your kiddos and your own diet. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, basil um, is another spice or herb, I guess, that um, is good for the immune system. It actually directly increases the amount of T cells, which mm -hmm. are, we've said kind of again and again, are direct frontline for your frontline cells, cells. Frontline an that release antibodies to protect you, particularly from viruses. All right. Yes. So, rambling. Uh, yeah. Um, no problem. Speaking of delicious things, um, <laughs> the next, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just trying to transition here. The next topic, uh, sorry, the next um, item that mm -hmm. we'll talk mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. is uh, one of your favorites probiotics and prebiotics. Uh -huh. um, so, you were talking, I think, in the first part of the podcast about the skin and the mucosa as your first barrier protection against bacteria. Mm -hmm. So bacteria and viruses and, you know, badness. So uh, if you think about it, the gut has a huge um, surface area, right? Uh, in fact, 70% of your immune system is actually in your gut. Mm -hmm. So what better way to protect yourself than make your gut happy through pro pre and probiotics? Right, right. So right. prebiotics, you could go on for days about, mm -hmm. but um, basically uh, green vegetables. Any um, scaffolding, basically. Anything that can, yeah. that can hold on to bacteria and let the bacteria grow. Yeah, so green vegetables, um, mm -hmm. particularly sweet potatoes, mm -hmm. plantains, green bananas yeah. are good examples. And plantains, you can easily make good muffins, pancakes, Mexican food, South Asian, or sorry, South American food for kids. Uh, again. South Indian food. Yes, yeah, South Indian food. Don't knock. It until you try it. That's what a, a, a quote we just told our nine-year-old, which he now says all the time. Um, but <laughs> try it. You never know. Kids have more um, exotic or uh, adventurous palates than you might think. So you never know. Probiotics, Probiotics are easier to get into kids in the form of yogurt, um, plant-based, and fermented foods. So um, pickles, pickles, dosa, idli, kanvi, dosa, idli. Kimchi, sauerkraut, kimchi and sauerkraut, again, you never know. You can put it on a vegan hot dog and they might love it. Um, actually, our, again, here I bring up our children. Our oldest, at nine months old, devoured an entire container of kimchi. So far, other than being a little weird, which is genetic, he's done okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you never know. Kids might, <laughs> might like things. Um, but yeah, fermented foods are an awesome source of probiotics, a natural source. You can, of course, give probiotic supplements. That's another mm -hmm. option, um, especially if your kiddo is already having some kind of GI illness, like a right. viral gastroenteritis uh, with vomiting or diarrhea. So uh, we give something in India called Enterogermina, right. which is a good bacteria. Um, it's a little liquid, but there's many different options that you can uh, just you know, always run it by your doctor before you choose one. So there is something uh, about probiotics that there are some times when you should not be taking probiotics. Um, you should always consult with a doctor. Um, uh, for example, if you have an ulcer, 
that's not the that's not the best of times to take a probiotic. Mm -hmm. There are a couple other what else? Basically, doctor? if there's a potential break in your mucosal yeah. barrier, so yeah. kids that have uh, chronic inflammatory digestive issues like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's, please check with your specialist yeah. before yeah. starting. Um, IBS maybe. I, no. IBS is fine, so but is fine. IBD is IBD, the one, no. inflammatory bowel disease, disease is the one no. that you have to worry about. IBS, in fact, it'll probably help to give mm -hmm. probiotic. Um, or, or someone that has a kiddo that has bad gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD. Good. Also, you should check because uh, although ulcers are fairly uncommon in kids, it's still possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And also special cases like chemotherapy and yeah. that sort of thing too. Yeah. Okay. What okay. next? So next. All right. So... We're almost there. Second to last is um, something called beta-glucan, which is found in uh, mostly in grains like oats, barley, jowar, sorghum, quinoa, that sort of thing. So basically, beta-glucan is a protein, another booster for your immune system. It, it acts kind of like a prebiotic. Mm. So it, um, the yeast cells that are found in all these grains um, directly works on the immune system via something called the immunomodulatory effect. So it boosts all the different aspects of the immune system. Um, B cell producing, or B cells, T cells, natural killer cells, everything that if you took high school biology, you learned about the beta-glucan directly. I don't think people learn about niche B cells, T cells, and natural killer Really? Oh. <laughs> That's in medical I've, school. I've uh, blanked all my education. <laughs> education timing is all kind of melded together. I don't know. Anyway. That's not high school Basically, you, all the happy immune cells in your body. Hey, white cells, red boosted. cells. Kids learn yeah. or in college also people okay. love white cells. All right, cells. I get it. Okay, fine. So anyway, beta-glucan and all these grains, this is why grains are good for you. This mm -hmm. is why we say eat more grains, eat more grains, eat more grains, because they're prebiotics. So they're helping your gut health and they're also helping your immune cells be happier and more yeah. robust. You know, just again, one of those little anecdotes. Um, I was reading a study and sometimes, you know, the studies come up. Anecdote. I thought you hate anecdotes. I know. Uh, <laughs> come up with the pretty pictures. You know, I mean, most of the studies that we read, it's all charts and tables, right? But this Australian, uh, uh, I don't remember which, which university, they had put these beautiful color pictures of grains being eaten by the bacteria and creating nice little scaffolding. They look like little ladders on, you know, where, where the bacteria had eaten it up and the grains look like, like you know, just... You mean the, ha the good gut bacteria? Good gut bacteria yes, were eating the, the, they were eating the grain and they, they look happy. like pretty little ladders. Happy little ladders. Yeah, so cute. I feel like, um, what's that guy's name? The guy that does the happy trees. The painter, Bob something. I feel like he would make happy little ladders. Okay. You I, can cut that out. Never mind. Okay, I have no on. idea what he just said, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Forget his name. It's an American thing. Sorry. All right. All right, so finally, mm, finally. drum roll please, the, the last but not, but the least. not least uh, food item, uh, vitamin, mineral, mm. supplement that you can give your kids. You know, I forgot to mention supplement-wise, going back to the beta-glucan, uh, if you wanted to supplement rather than, although of course with beta-glucan, I would definitely suggest giving them direct grains, which you can certainly hide into baked goods and mm -hmm. most kids like oatmeal or hot cereal with cinnamon maybe ginger. Anyway, um, if you want to supplement, you can give nutritional yeast, mm -hmm. which has a good amount of beta-glucan. Um, also a lot of B12, side note. Okay, coming back to the last one, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which is ALA or alpha linoleic acid. I probably mispronounced that, but ALA will suffice. It is basically the plant-based equivalent of omega-3 fatty acids. Your body does convert it into Mm omega-3 fatty acids. So you can find these in uh, nuts and seeds. Another reason why nuts and seeds are so good for you. And um, ALA also directly makes a more robust immune cell Mm -hmm. farm for your body, if you will. So um, more ALA, the better. Um, You can find this in supplement form, uh, probably in like oil capsules Mm -hmm. and liquids for kids. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine they, uh, they are very expensive. So much better to, if you want to kind of... Seeds or uh, sunflower seeds and almonds. Right, yeah. yeah. So seeds, I mean, a very good source of ALA since uh, Halloween was yesterday is actually pumpkin seeds. Mm. And I distinctly remember my mother roasting... What's the connection with pumpkin? Oh, pumpkin seeds. and pumpkin seeds. Ah. Pumpkin, Halloween. I remember, don't throw away the pumpkin pulp if you're carving jack-o'-lanterns. Take out the seeds and toast them. And if you keep them in the shell, it has even a better source of fiber and Did Halloween ALA. come by, by toasting the jack-o'-lantern? No, the seeds. You don't toast the jack-o'-lantern. No. If your kids are averse to seeds and nuts, you can, or allergic, you can, um, well, if they're allergic, obviously don't give it to them at all. And that's a question for their pediatrician yeah. of how to give them the ALA, obviously. There are other sources. You can grind up nuts or seeds into powders and especially seeds, and, and you put them in muffins, other baked goods, waffles, pancakes, mm-hmm. that sort of thing is a good way to get into kids yeah. Um, yeah. for another immune boosting and other delicious and nutritious. I think that brings us to the end of all the supplements that, that we talked about, right? So would you care to summarize this whole thing and then... Of course. And yeah, then in awesome. the next one, we'll talk about lifestyle changes. That's right. So the, don't go away, folks. We have a third part which hopefully we'll try to do it in one one i mean third episode which we'll try to do it in one part which i don't seems unlikely because we're supposed to do this in one part so stay tuned for part three of the the um, the childhood immunity boosters slash also adult you guys can as a family yeah boost your immunity yeah. for respiratory virus season. But basically in Not this... Not just respiratory virus. Well, it's all year round. But particularly um, now, just because, remember, this was all inspired by my trip to the U.S. Yeah. Where the respiratory viruses are really bad right now. Yeah. And um, this, the third um, epi- episode, we want to call it, um, we'll concentrate more on the environment and lifestyle choices. Right. And we'll talk about why some of the places that uh, we visit quite often um, in the Western world mostly have those kind of respiratory viruses, etc. More so. More so, yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's let's just summarize today's. Yeah. Thing. So today we talked about um, ten, I think it was, yeah, or yeah, eleven, maybe yeah. ten or eleven. Yeah. Um, nutrients that will you can get from both food and supplements. Um, again, we always prefer food, but supplements are needed sometimes in situations of illness or um, protecting kind of prevention when you know that. Uh, there's travel coming up or relatives visiting or lots of parties, starting daycare, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we went through those 10. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to list them because I won't remember them all off the top of my head. But uh, basically, always check with your doctor before starting any kind of supplement in yourself or your child, um, except for vitamin D at the lowest um, recommended daily value, which I did give those actual numbers earlier in the talk. Yeah. Vitamin D is fine. And uh, 
although it'll affect your wallet, vitamin C and B12 also mm -hmm. are not harmful uh, if you give too much. Yeah. Um, we also talked about the fact that uh, we should try to do it naturally rather than through pills. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to, hmm? I know you said that already, I just okay. wanted to emphasize it. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, ask our listeners and, and viewers is, uh, would it be helpful if, you know, we have a whole bunch of uh, notes um, before we do these talks and they run into like a couple of pages. Um, it has scientific references and, you know, of course, anecdotes and uh, things that we want to mention, things that are cautionary and, and so on that we want to make sure that we, we, we mention to you guys. If there is any value to these notes being made available to you guys, please, uh, you know, shoot a note to us and shoot a note to us for these notes. Here, message us on WhatsApp or on our website. There's a little button. You can press the button or if you go to our website and wait for a couple of seconds, you'll see a little thing that pops up and says, do you have any suggestions for the podcast? Fill that out or go to a podcast, review it, click a button and says comments and in the comments just type in what you would like to see like if you'd like to see our notes if you'd like to see scientific studies if you'd like to see why some some of these studies are as powerful as we claim that they are um, we'd be more than happy to um, you know put them up because uh, if if i don't hear that then i you know i just say well I, I don't think people are interested and i don't put it up but for every one of the episodes we have copious amount of notes that we gather um, and it just sits on our on so if our you want laptop. to subject yourself to that please let us know Ah, forget it. This uh, Halloween thing has really got got on, got to your got under your skin or something. So, but yeah, anyway, I guess I need got... some more crystallized ginger. Yeah. Uh, speaking of crystallized ginger, no, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time. I think uh, yes, maybe it's the crash from all the Halloween yeah, candy. Yeah. So okay. Um, so happy Halloween. Do, yeah, and do let us know if you if you would like any of these notes. Despite what Dr. Jenny said, despite the fact that she's thinking that everybody's going to go to sleep. Maybe the, some of you guys are interested in the actual scientific literature. I'm not saying read the scientific literature. We've summarized it, condensed it for our own purposes, and we'd be happy to share it. Yeah, and also a natural sleep aid. <laughs> Again, you're going in the same direction, aren't you? I think I'm going to just cut you out of this part. part. Yes, Words if come anyone in? has suggestions, if you don't want me to talk anymore, <laughs> you can also say that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that. Ha. Huh. All right, it's time to go. Okay, bye. Beat Thank each you other guys. Up. Bye. See you next time. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can you think about one thing or an idea that you can start to introduce into your own life that will help make your life healthier and less stressful? If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds to share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember, your health is literally in your own hands. Making lifestyle changes is not an easy task, but we promise you will be aptly rewarded with a long, healthy, and disease-free life.